Hey everybody, welcome to the Ralph Graves Jr. Show. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr., and I'm so glad you're here. No matter where you are right now or what circumstances you face, lasting success is within your reach. On this podcast, we'll have real conversations with people who have had to overcome unthinkable obstacles to achieve success. Are you ready to live with unstoppable momentum and focus? Well, today's your day. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast with Ralph Graves Jr. My name is Ralph Graves. And if you are watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever podcast program, podcast platform you're listening on, I just want to thank you. Say it before every program, and I mean it. You could be listening to anybody. The fact that you took out 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes to listen to me, I'm humbled by that. And so I want to, I'm trying to bring you some of the best programming uh, that the world has to offer. And I have a gentleman on here today that is going to blow your minds with some things. And uh, we're going to talk to none other, ladies and gentlemen. Let me introduce you without further ado to Zach Spuckler. Zach, what's happening, man? Hey, Ralph. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Zach is the founder of Heart, Soul, and Hustle, everybody. Heart, Soul, and Hustle. He is a, he is a business strategist, coaching, marketing. If you have something going on and you want the public to find out what you have going on, Zach's that guy. Zach, what's happening, man? Hey, you know, just living the life, having some coffee, talking to great people. You know, know Zach, I, we, we, we talked a little bit off air before we got started. Um, Zach is in California. I'm in New Jersey and I have a bit of an attitude because I'm under three feet of snow and, and Zach's in Southern Cal. And I'm just imagining palm trees and sunshine and rollerblading next to the ocean. <laughs> you know, all the stuff that we used to see uh, Charlie's Angels do. Zach's living that life. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> well, I'm from Ohio, so I've, I've lived the snow. I ran away. Well, good for you, man. Good for you. Thanks for being on the program, uh, Zach. And uh, thanks for taking out your time to just pouring into our lives um, today. Zach, tell us a little bit about Heart, Soul, and Hustle. Yes. So Heart, Soul, and Hustle is a digital marketing company where we work with course creators, coaches, basically people with an online offer that want to scale with either launches and or Facebook advertising. And the name came about because you know, I started back when I was 22, this company, and we said, you know, with a little heart, soul, and enough hustle, you can pretty much achieve anything you want these days. So came up with the name, ran with the brand, and uh, now we help people. We've been behind the scenes of some really big launches. You know, we've, we've worked with people who are doing their first few thousand. We've worked with people who are doing multiple six figures, and uh, we just have a good time doing it because I'm a, I'm a marketing junkie. So wow. Anything, wow. anything I can share, I will. You know, and, and I'm, I'm glad that you um, that you led with that, because I, I really um, first of all, I love the name Heart Soul Hustle. And the fact that you started when you were 22 now I have listeners of all age ranges here, some 22, some 62 and um, on the verge of getting started. Um, going through what what I call uh, the terror barrier sometimes when it comes to getting started at 22 years old, what made Zach just say, you know what, I'm just going all in. How, how did you come to that? What was that courage that you mustered up? Tell us a little bit about how you got started at 22 years old so that those who are listening say, you know what, if Zach can do it, I'm, I'm jumping out there and doing it. 
This is such a great question because, you know, I started Hard Soul and Hustle when I was 22, but I'd been making money online for almost 10 years at that point. Wow. And I'd done a variety of things. So I used to fill out surveys and make money. I'd done freelancing. I had a traditional job in a call center. Um, I, you know, I had done a lot of stuff up to that point. But I think what really made me go all in on heart, soul, and hustle was that I had explored for, you know, five plus years what really lit me up. And for me, that's marketing. Um, I don't mind creating content. I don't mind doing a podcast. What I really love is setting up a Facebook ad. What I really love is setting up the sales page, writing the copy, creating the stuff, right? And so, you know, I had done, um, you know, if you name it, there's a good chance I've tried it. So I've done blogging, affiliate marketing, direct sales. um, You know, (laughs) if if you can try it, I've tried it. And I say that because what really caused me to go all in was in 2015, I kind of looked back and said, what's the through line? And for me, that through line was just marketing. I just liked advertising. Whatever I was doing, I wanted to be different. When I was in um, direct sales in 2012, 2013, yeah. I was like, people were like, oh, connect with people on Facebook, join, start a Facebook group, do all this stuff, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to run ads and people are going to call me. Right. Um, okay. And that's what I did. And I had people calling me to you know, buy our stuff from our direct sales company. Um, and I think that you know, just what really can help you go all in is that exploration phase of like finding what gets you excited. I think there's so much pressure, you know, especially in, you know, current times with like all the fancy ads we see on Facebook and all the marketing is like, oh, you can do anything you want. And it's like, that's so expansive. It's like, you do anything, but it's like, if you just try something, eventually you will start to find what lights you up. And when I found out it was marketing, I was like, I'm going to market like nobody's business. I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to have a blast doing it. And uh, yeah, no complaints up to this point. You know, so I, I guess what you're saying, if if I'm going to take away what you're saying is that once you find what, what you love, you just jump all in. I think a lot of times, a lot of times, um, Zach, we, we get caught up in chasing the money. And I remember years ago, one of my favorite authors wrote a book called What Makes the Great Great. Uh, his name is Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. And, and next to the Bible, that's my most read book that I've ever, ever read. He said, listen, once you do what you love, don't chase the money. We do what you love. The money will find you. Because you'll do what you do, what you do well. You do what you love at the highest level. People will pay you to do what you love. And I think that's amazing, man, that at, at that young age, you found out I've done everything. But marketing is what I love to do. Is, is marketing is, is, is what I love to do. And you've been very successful at it, man, you know. Um, and, um, and and I think that our, our listeners have to find out what that is. And so now marketing is very important. I tell people you can't sell a secret. I don't care if you're a personal trainer, if you're a chef. I don't care what you're doing. I don't even care if you're an actor or actress. You still have to market yourself. You still have to market. What Am I right in, in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so marketing, no matter what you're doing, marketing is important. So they reach out to a guy like you, they reach out to your company, Heart, Soul, Hustle. It's, it's, and so you can pretty much assist them in marketing no matter what the industry is, correct? Yeah, I mean, we work mostly with people in the online space. Um, we work right. with some uh, physical product businesses. But yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the big thing about marketing is that it's, the principles are what you have to really invest in. Right. And I think that's what gets me so geeked up about marketing is like copywriting has evolution. Right. Right. And just to put context to that copywriting is like 
writing persuasive text or video or like anytime you're trying to persuade people. And yeah. I love copywriting, but it follows a structure. It follows a system. It's not, right. it's not like, oh, I'm just going to write and like people are going to connect with me. It's like, no, you've got to like study these time honored principles. And there are sure. copywriting books that cost you know, 150 bucks, um, breakthrough advertising, fantastic yeah. book, highly recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like out of print. It's like 80 years old. I, that's probably a little dramatic. It's not quite that old, but <laughs> it's an older book, but the principles are timeless. And so when people come to us and they're like, well, can you help us? We're like, well, if you're willing to play with the principles, absolutely. Right. Because yeah. I think that's, what's so fun is like, with other things like, you know, you, th you think about Facebook advertising, like it changes, it ebbs, it flows, but marketing as a core principle doesn't change. The medium changes, the avenues change, but like marketing is just marketing. And it's just about persuasion and communication and quality and value. Yeah. Um, and I could go on and on, so I'll be quiet. But no, but no that, that's great though, because I, my next question, well, what is one of the core value core principles of marketing i think people need to know that like i know there's a bunch of them but what is the, like one of the core and i think you might have rattled off a couple but what are one of the core principles of marketing yeah well what i you know just to kind of um really, online online marketing i should say yeah online marketing you know one of the core principles that we see is like you know powerful copywriting matters right yeah one i i think that there's also kind of this offshoot which is um one of the principles of marketing which now i'm gonna totally space on the the verbiage but basically there's market sophistication okay and market sophistication basically says that when you're the first person to market you can basically be like i'll teach like let's say you teach people how to lose weight the first thing you can say if you're the first person to teach it is I'll teach you to lose weight and people just buy it because there's nothing else out there like it, <laughs> but there's five levels of market sophistication. And yeah. as more and more people saturate the market, it becomes more and more important to ascend to where I think, um, marketing is now almost is what we call the identity level. Okay. The identity level is basically people want to identify as a person, as a status, and that's what your marketing has to talk to. Now, I personally don't love the Lamborghinis, private jets, um, you know, type of advertising that we see right. where people are like, yeah. you know, but the reason that it works is because it's one of the highest levels is people want to identify as rich, right? Yeah. Now, the truth is that's not my target demographic. Right. What I love about market sophistication and the identity level is that you get to choose who and how you identify. So like one of our core values at our company is transparency and honesty. And so we kind of mesh the core values of our company with the core principles of marketing. And like we, um, like I just wrote a post last night um, on Instagram that's doing way better than a lot of our other posts. <laughs> like I took a, a really popular meme that's circulating in our space. And I just said like, I disagree, right? I don't wow. think this is true. Wow. Um, and, and that connects with people at the identity level. We had like dozens of comments. I posted it on my Facebook, on my Instagram. We woke up to over a hundred comments, um, which, you know, I don't have this massive following on either platform, decent, but not massive. Yeah. And the reason it worked is because people were coming out of the woodwork and going, this is so true. I agree with this. This is how I felt. I like, we had people literally saying, I saw this, I felt this, and I didn't know what to say. 
And it's like when you wow. can be that beacon for people, yeah, that is one of the marketing principles I want you to take away. So I know it's a winding road I took you down, but the principle for marketing that I think most people should take away is like, think about the identity level and think about taking a stand. Like it's okay to make waves because there's people out there who are going to adamantly disagree with me. And we had people comment and say, I don't think you're right. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, But if you yeah. can take an identity level stand where you connect with people about who they want to be, how they want to operate, where they want their life to go, yeah, that is going to take your marketing so much further than I've got this really great widget and it will change your life. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like that, man. You, you did say a mouthful, but it was it's good stuff. That's what this audience wants to hear. So here I am. I want to, um, I, I understand the importance of online marketing. Listen, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you already know what it is when it comes to online marketing. Everybody is online. I, I don't, everybody, if you want to do anything in this world today, everyone has a phone, everyone's online. I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm not trying to be smart, but I ride by a homeless guy and guess what? He's on his phone. Everybody, he ain't got no place to live but he has a phone. Everybody's online. Right. So I'm, I'm coming to you. I want to, I want to market my service online. I, I don't, I don't have, I can't market a jet. I can't market a Lambo. I, I, I can't market those things, but I'm coming to you. I sit down with, with Zach. Zach, listen, man, I got a lot of heart and soul, but I need you to teach me how to hustle, man. Heart, soul, hustle. <laughs> What, what's the, how will you take me through this process? I'm a, tra I'm a, I'm a personal trainer and you look and there's millions of personal trainers with online stuff. I'm a chef. I'm whatever it is. How do you take yeah. me through that? Uh, well, the first thing I tell people is that, you know, when it comes to business, it's a big experiment, right? And I think this is where people get tripped up. There is no silver bullet. As a marketer, it is my job almost to sell the silver bullet. And we are actively in our marketing working on removing that element. Um, it's okay. kind of one of the core values that we want to instill in our company. Sure. But you're going to go online as a personal trainer and you're going to Google how to get personal training clients. And you're going to find this webinar and that challenge and this PDF and that blog <laughs> and this download. And the yeah. reality is 90% of them, when they come from a trusted source or somebody who's established, like, don't get me wrong, there's fly by night in every industry. So let's yes. not dog on the industry. It's not the industry. It's just people. That's how people can be. There's always a Millie Vanilli. I don't know if you know, remember they are. <laughs> yes. All right. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so, but the reality is it all works, yeah. right? If you want to use uh, LinkedIn to grow your personal training business, you can do it. You want to use Pinterest. You want to use um, blogging, SEO, thumbtack. It doesn't matter, right? right. Does matter is that you choose a path and you really play full out. Okay. That's what I like to tell people is choose okay. a path and play full out and give it time to work. So if you're like, I'm going to go all in on Facebook, um, I'm going to give Facebook my everything. I'm going to you know, use Facebook marketing. I'm going to use Facebook advertising. Give it a solid three to six months before you make a judgment call on if it's working for your business or not. Right. You have to, you know, hustling. A lot of people equate that to like gratification or instant action. And it's like, it's not about instant gratification. It's about instant experimentation. Okay. It's about going all in and trying something and seeing if it works for your business. Yeah. Um, I tell people like one of the safest things you can do in your business is try new things. A lot of times we think it's unsafe to try new things. Like, well, what if that doesn't work? Or what if it's a failure? Or what if um, it costs time? And the reality is, you know, for the mass majority of us, 
everything we think is going to cost so much time is a drop in the bucket of the grand scheme of thing. Um, we're fortunate enough in, you know, most countries that we have pretty decent life expectancy. You're probably going to live into your seventies. Even if you're doing this in your late fifties, you've got years. What is two or three months, right? right? Yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I tell people who are like trying to get started is just take action and stop learning 24 seven. Okay. So I think it's really simple to get caught up in the trap of like, well, I'm educating myself and I'm yeah. investing in myself and I'm, I agree. Knowledge I agree. is power, right? Yeah. 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 And um, I think it's really important that you just start. So to really cement that is like um, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I want my first client, but I only have a hundred Instagram followers. And it's like, well, then you just need yeah. one of them to say yes. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. what people do is they go into research mode. What hashtags do I use? What photos do I post? How do I get a thousand Instagram followers? How do I do this? And like the, 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 we call them like the, the sexy metrics of like followers, growth, open rates, all the things that like feel good, but don't make money. Um, Let me say, uh, can I, knows. can I, can I interrupt you right there? Yeah, please. Listen, I, um, I tell people, you know, oh, you got this many followers. That's monopoly money. <laughs> you know, your followers and all that, that don't mean, I don't care if you got 20,000, 30,000, that's monopoly money. And if they're not spending money on your product, if they're not spending money on you, something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, there was that article, you know, several years, uh, was it year, gosh, with the quarantine, everything feels like it's been forever. It, maybe it was last year. Right. There right. was an influence had over a million followers and she couldn't sell anything. Couldn't sell um, She started her own t-shirt line and, and they said she sold like two dozen t-shirts to over a million followers. And that's what I want people wow. to understand is that you yeah. need to, that's kind of the third piece is like get into the revenue generating activities. Yes. And um, one of the best recommendations that I was ever given, direct sales has done so much for my life. I know it's an industry that gets a bad rep, but uh, it's an industry that really pushes a couple of things, sales, marketing, and personal development. And you need all three of those if you're going to be successful. Say that, and, say those again for the people in the back who didn't hear you. Yes. Sales, marketing, and personal development. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, one of the, the things that was really instilled in me was just go for the no. Just go for the no. Right. You know, so often we're afraid of rejection yeah. that we don't even ask. We don't yeah. ask for the sale. We don't ask for people to sign up for the webinar. We don't ask for people to get on our email list. So yeah. if you really want to move your business forward, you know, take all three of these pieces. But the biggest thing I'll say is just ask. We yeah. launched an e-commerce brand. We posted it on my Facebook and we got our first, um, you know, and I've built a networks and I don't take that for granted. I know not everybody's that fortunate to have that network in place already. Sure. But we started this e-commerce brand. I posted about our product and we did $2,000 in sales in a week and a half. Yeah. And, you know, it's a brand new product. It's a brand new business. We don't really have a big following. I share that because a lot of people were in my ear saying, don't talk about it. Figure it out first. Yeah. Right. And I was like, yeah. no, I'm going to talk about it first and figure yeah. it out as I go. Yeah. I that's what I do. Gotta do. That, that's what I do. You know, I, I, if people listen to this. You guys know I pastor a church. I don't know where you are. You guys are in your faith, but the Bible tells us that to speak things into existence. So yes, I talk about it and then it happens. When I talk about it, it happens. You said so much, man. Um, I, and, I, and I want, I want my, my people listening to this to understand this. Um, let's go back to revenue, generating revenue, because I don't care how popular you are. Your popularity does not pay the bills. Your popularity really doesn't, doesn't, um, 
it doesn't really offer, you know, quality stuff. So, so what, what are some of the best platforms or what are some of the best strategies to generate the revenue? Like I'm, I'm so past getting new file. I'm so past that. I, I know that your audience will come along as they're supposed to come along. You know, we should be generating revenue now. Yeah. I have a, I have yeah. a friend of mine, man, that they're on six different radio programs and they don't have, can't make money the first and something's wrong with that. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think the big question is like, how do you start generating revenue? And the yeah. biggest thing is you've got to make it possible to generate revenue. Right. Yes. yes. So <laughs> I know that that sounds like a little like cryptic. -y. Um, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is like, you know, a lot of people are say like, Oh, I want my first client. Right. Yeah. And what I say is, have you done the work to get that first client even able to pay you, right? So wow. do you have a payment system? Do you have an invoice? Do you yeah. have a process that you're gonna walk them through? Cause I find that there is this mental level of entrepreneurship that we come up against, which is like, we know what we want revenue or clients, yeah. but we haven't done the pre-work to do that. So yeah. it's like, I think a lot of people get pitched into this world of like, oh, just be a coach, right. just charge $5,000, just right. get the money and you'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I know you're like, well, you just said, do it and figure it out. Right. Yes. And what I'm getting at is, are you actually ready for a client? Right. Yeah. So I think that's like the pre-work is like, if you got a client tomorrow, what would you actually do with them? Do yeah. you know? Right. Is the content ready is the, the website. Ask. Yeah. 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 All and I'm ready. not, I'm not saying that you got to have like the logo and the website and the landing page and the funnel and like all the beautiful pieces. Yeah. What I'm saying is if somebody came to you today and said, I'll give you a thousand dollars, do you know what you'd give them back? Wow. That's important. Yeah. If yeah. you don't start there, no matter how much you ask, you're not going to get the sale because if you, if you have a hard time describing what you're selling, people will have a hard time understanding what they're buying. Now, let me say, let me ask you this, Zach. Somebody said to me the other day, and I, and it really makes sense. I've heard it before, but they reminded me is that when we're selling something, we're in sales, don't kind of present to me what you're selling. Tell me the pain that you're relieving. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's really good. And you know, it, this is, this is a traditional in marketing, we call it features versus benefits. A lot yeah. of people talk about the features. We're going to meet once a week. We're going right. to weigh in once a week. We're going right. to give you a meal plan. Those are all features. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what you're giving me. The right. benefit is I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm yeah. going to make this easy. We're going to transform. You're going to lose up to 20 pounds in six months. Like yeah. people want to know what they're getting. The and, outcomes, you know, yeah. Yeah. They want the outcomes. And yeah. I think that there is this subtle shift happening in the sales industry where, yes, we still have to talk about the pain. Yes, we have to understand where people are coming from. But we used to call it like, this is actually a marketing term. They call it twisting the knife is like, tell people their struggles, make it feel worse, like stick in the knife, twist it, and then they'll buy from you. And I, I don't know that I subscribe to that ideology quite as hardcore as some people do. Right. Um, but I think the big thing is you can, you can talk to people about where they want to be, right? yeah. you can talk to them about outcomes. And so in sales, like that, that is ultimately what you have to do. We, we talked about it as, you know, the personal development, marketing and sales. Right. If you work on yourself and figure out how you want to serve people, you start marketing by learning the fundamentals of how to create content or, or advertising or marketing that connects with people. And then you sell something that you have for sale from doing the personal work, from doing the research. Yeah. It's a very cyclical experience that you just go through that cycle again and again and again, and yeah. it scales up over time. 
What do you think about, that's good stuff, man. What do you think about, um, and this is one of the things that when I first began what I'm doing now, a lot of people can't even describe who their audience is. They don't know who they're trying to reach. And I, I think I think that those listening, you have to be clear on that, right? Am I right? I think, that, I think that's part of the work that you have to do. Who are, don't just try to say, I'm trying to help everybody. That doesn't, that's not, that's not it. You're not going to help everybody. Who are you? Who's your audience? What, what's yeah. the importance that you guys, that you put on that? You know, it's funny because I actually have a very counterintuitive approach to this, which is I, with my clients, don't run them through like in our space, we call it ICA, super common abbreviation, ideal client avatar um, or ideal customer avatar. And it's where you're supposed to go through this process and write out who they are and give them a name and where do they work and what do they read and what do they eat and how many kids do they have? And I'm not dogging on that. Some people really thrive on that. I personally don't. What I told people is more important in my opinion is like like psychographics, experiential, um, experiential commitment, so to speak, and, um, identity. Okay. That's what I like to speak to. So psychographics are things like, um, this is a person who wants to quit their nine to five. That's a psychographic. I don't know how old they are. I don't know how young they are. Um, experiential is like, this is somebody who's had a crappy work experience. They work for a crap boss or a crap job, or um, maybe they work for an okay job, but they're burnt out, right? That's an experiential. And then the last piece is like, um, I talk about like, who are they at an identity level? So are they over, like in my, my case, I talk about people who are over marketing hype right? Like they're over the hype, over sure. the 1997 webinars or over the 45 minute video presentation that right. says feeding is limited and it starts 15 minutes. Like how are both yeah. possible? Right? right. Right. So that's who I speak to. And so <laughs> what I find is that it's much easier to come from that place of like, yeah. who and how do I want to show up to attract the people? But yeah. once you have the people, it's beneficial to do the ideal client re, uh, work. So like, yeah. I know I have a predominantly female audience, predominantly parents, um, predominantly starting their business in the last 12 to 24 months are the people yeah. that buy my products. Like that stuff, you, I think you can learn. Yeah. I think if you try and identify who your person is at this like perfect level from day one, you're mm-hmm. making a lot of assumptions. And I, Versus I, if you figure out how you wanna show up and let those people come to you, then you can yeah. study your audience. Yeah, you can find out who's there. And that's what I had to do. Once once they showed up, I, you know, I know exactly who they are. Um, and and I, I but that's a piece of the puzzle that a lot of starting entrepreneurs uh, or or whatever, solopreneurs, they um they kind of skip that. That's that's part of the work that you have to do. You can if this that's part of business strategy. You have to know who you are serving. You have to know who you are serving. I listen. I keep going back to this. I pastor a church, right? So yeah, I'm I'm serving. I can't say yeah. I'm serving all believers, but I know who shows up on Sunday morning. I I know what my neighborhood looks like. I I know who they are. So specifically, this is who's sent here. Even though it's serving the vast majority, who I'm looking at on a weekly, daily basis, I know who you are. And, and I, I think that even if you're in business or whatever, you you have to know. I think that wouldn't that make me a better, I can serve them better. But you said a mouthful, man. And I, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, and so, I'm, I'm, you know, how can they, how can they find you, man? They're, they're starting their business. They're getting started. Uh, they don't have a strategy. They don't have a strategist. Where are you? Where can they find you? What are some of the things that you guys offer um, over at uh, Heart, Soul, and Hustle? 
Yeah, best place to find me is probably at heartsoulhustle.com or on Instagram at heartsoulhustle. That's where we post new podcasts, new updates. Um, and then if you listen to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast, that's what it's called, um, we talk about some of our products, we talk about what we're working on, but we also provide lots of insight and value into what's working in online marketing. So yeah. uh, website, Instagram, podcast, in that order, and uh, we'd love to connect. Zach, you taught us a lot uh, today uh, in, in, a, in a short period of time, man. I don't even know how long we talked, but you, I don't want to keep you out all day because I, I, you know, I know you got a full day ahead of, ahead of you out there. I have one last question, man. Just share with us. What are you learning right now? I always ask my, 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 uh, guess that what, what are you learning right now in this space and time in your life? Love this. So I'm reading the book Traction, uh, Gino Wickman. It's about entrepreneurial operating system. Okay. And, uh, we're learning how to structure our team. You know, as no. you grow, you can't do it alone. And we're learning how to structure our team and our goals. We're to a point now where it's so incredible. I'm a, like, I'm gonna brag on my team a little bit. We set up where wake up in the morning and they go, here's what you're doing for the day. And uh, like, I woke up this morning and they were like, hey, you've got a podcast with Ralph. You got this at this time, this at this time. Here's what you got to work on. Let me know when this is ready. We'll upload it. Um, my podcast editor reached out and confirmed bookings. Like that is what we're really trying to get better at because the better the internal structure of the team, the better the customer experience gets. To wow. Be. I like that. You guys hear that? The better the internal structure of the team, the better product you can offer the customer. Zach, thank you, man. Thanks for coming on the unstoppable podcast with me, with Ralph Graves, Jr. Guys, listen, hustle on over to heart, soul and hustle <laughs> and get some strategies, get to know this young man, get to know his company, see how, how you can see how they can work with you or you can work with them. Just gain some knowledge. It's all about growing. I said it before I say it again, a lazy brain is an aging brain. So I don't want you guys to be lazy. Keep on learning, keep on growing. Zach, thank you for your time, man. Can we do it again soon? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Hey, guys, you've been listening to Unstoppable Podcast with Ralph Graves Jr. Uh, my name is Ralph Graves. Guys, if you haven't already, uh, go on over to Amazon.com, RalphGravesJr.com. Better yet, it's my website, BarnesandNoble.com. Grab a copy of my book, Unstoppable, and let's be unstoppable together. Guys, until next time, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.